What's up, everybody? It's Nate here, and it's time for another Bite Size Breakdown. So, I had sort of, over the last couple of weeks, I had debated on what to to really record this Bite sized on. I, I thought about maybe talking a little bit about what I've dubbed Backlog Burnout, which I'm sort of going through a little bit of a season of. I just, I have a lot of games on my backlog. It's actually like a ton. Uh, my buddy Parker was in over the weekend and we were sort of talking about it and I showed him some of my list and he said even looking at the list gave him a little bit of anxiety. Yeah, but that's that's kind of where I've been at in, in some ways. Uh, I did have a bunch of games drafted and I just haven't really, I haven't really been in a place where I just really wanted to play video games a whole lot lately. But after, you know, like I said, Parker was out for the weekend. We we hung out a little bit. We talked and, you know, that's always good. Get yourself a good friend who doesn't always see things exactly the same way that you do. It's good. Uh, we had some really good conversation and maybe in the next uh, bro hang for, for the Patreons, I'll talk about some of the things that Parker and I uh, sort of covered and talked through and some of the challenges that I, I actually got from him. But that's not what this Bite Size is about in, in any way, shape or form. This is actually, I kind of was thinking about it and there's a series that I've been wanting to tackle or at least sort of start to tackle. And it's sort of looking at my must play games or some of my favorite games on a given handheld or a given console. And I thought, what better to start with than the, the, the handheld that really is just, well, just in, in my opinion, didn't get a fair shake. I'm talking about the PlayStation Vita and I love the handheld. I actually had a PSP, really liked the PSP, was a, a, a later adopter of the Vita but have really come to sort of enjoy it. And uh, even though it hasn't gotten as much play in the last couple of years as it did when I initially got it, because that's the way just things work. You get the new and shiny, sort of distracts you from everything else. And I have a substantial amount of games just on my backlog for the Vita. I thought this is a really great little console. Uh, unfortunately, it is sort of like coming up on the the end of its life in a lot of ways. And pretty much for all intents and purposes, Sony has stopped supporting the Vita, but there's still like a, I, I think in a lot of ways, there's still a lot of really worthwhile titles uh, coming out on it. It's interesting because uh, one of the games I'm going to be talking about actually just recently migrated to PC, but we'll get there here in a minute. So I thought what might be interesting and, you know, maybe this is a little self-indulgent, maybe this is just whatever, but hopefully you'll, you'll think this is a little bit interesting is I have my Vita in my hand. And I'm just going to talk about this stuff for a second about what I actually have on here, just sort of how I have my Vita organized. Um, so basically, I have three folders in my Vita or three like sort of subsections just as far as games. And I have one that I've called long form, which I'm just saying like these are games that are sort of a longer experience or that maybe maybe a shorter initial experience but have a ton of replayability and stuff that I want to come back to or that I need to dedicate a serious sort of chunk of time and uh, in this list I have let's see six games so I have Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions which is actually a PSP game that is available on the Vita which you know and I'll talk about that here in a minute but like one of the the, the awesome things about the Vita is that there is a lot of for the digital titles available on the PSP, there's backwards compatibility. And so I'm just going to like sort of run through these and just sort of give you an idea of the stuff that I have on here that I've been meaning to get around to. 
And then I want to talk about just just a handful of games that I think if you have a Vita and haven't played these, you really ought to. And again, even sort of the throw a little bit of caveat on this. This is not necessarily a definitive list. Rather, this is the stuff that I really think is worthwhile and that I've enjoyed playing on my Vita. So without any further ado, I'm just going to sort of jump into this. So on my Vita right now, like I said, I have long form Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions. Luminous Electronic Symphony or Orchestra or something. Uh, it doesn't show me the full title. Zero Escape, the Nonary Games, uh, the Collection, Persona 4 Golden, Rogue Legacy, and Odin Sphere Life Riser. And I've beaten some of those games. In fact, I've beaten most of those games, but I either want to come back and sort of do a platinum or a 100% run, or I just, there's enough there for me to just come back and, and really enjoy the content. I have a folder here just called the hashtag backlog. And it's, it's, this is actually primarily, this folder is actually, again, six games in here. This is primarily older stuff. And this is all like PS1 era and some PSP games that I've been wanting to play that have sort of been sitting here. So just, just to give you an example of sort of, again, what's on here for me is Vagrant Story. It's a PS1 game, PS1 era game. You can actually play it on the PS3, the PSP and the Vita, or maybe just the Vita and the PS3. But it's one of those weird, uh, it's a Square Enix game. When Square was really sort of experimenting in a lot of ways, and I really liked it. Uh, so we could end two. Legend of Mana, uh, those are all, all three of those are PS1 games. The Third Birthday, which is actually Parasite Eve 3, Persona 3 Portable, and Valkyrie Chronicles 2. And then I have something I, I've just dubbed the shortlist, which is these are all shorter experiences that I could probably, if, you know, when I make the time, could probably sit down and play through in a session or two, maybe-ish. <laughs> but I have Papers, Please on here. I have Sound Shapes, I have Downwell, I have Actual Sunlight, Titan Souls, Twin Breaker, and Fez. So that's the stuff that's on my Vita right now. Just like, that's the stuff that I'm sort of like trying to prioritize when it comes to Vita play. Now, I did want to talk too real quick about a few games that I was thinking about. And I'm like, I, I, I was thinking about generating like a top 10 list, but then I just stopped counting. And I'm just going to talk about a few games here that I think really do make the Vita worthwhile. And some of them have actually sort of migrated to PC. Some of them are now available on other consoles. Some of them were just initially available on other consoles. But as far as just like gameplay experience on the Vita, I really think these are just super high quality experiences on the Vita. So I mentioned it before, but Persona 4 Golden. And now what's interesting is that this was just recently announced uh, that there's going to be a PC port or there is a PC port available. And so and this is a game that, in a lot of ways, Persona 4, the original, was a PS2 title. 4 Golden is sort of maybe a definitive version, edition of that, that was basically stranded on the Vita. And when you look at almost any like top 10, top 25, top 50 games uh, for the, the PlayStation Vita list... Uh, Persona 4 Golden is going to be like usually in that top like one to three spot. Uh, it's just a tremendous amount of like fan support. It's just, it's just one of those games that everybody se sort of seems, it's actually one of the reasons I bought my Vita was because I wanted to play Persona 4 Golden. So, uh, Rogue Legacy, I mentioned, and you know, it's interesting because both of those are actually still on my Vita, but Rogue Legacy, uh, you can play it on PS3. You can play, you can play it on a ton of stuff on PC, on PS4, probably on Xbox One and 360. It's just, it's, it's, it's a game that's been out for a while. It's a, a bit of an indie darling. And they actually announced there's a sequel 
coming down the pipeline at some point in time. I don't think a definitive date has been announced. I don't even think a year has been like a hard year has been announced as far as this for release, but Rogue Legacy, uh, Josh has talked about it. He and I have talked about it from time to time. It's just a fantastic little rogue light. And it's just a ton of fun. It's kind of got very charming sense of humor. It's got really, really solid sprite work, in my opinion. And it's just a ton of fun. Uh, Megan, I know, has spent a ton of time playing Rogue Legacy on the Vita. It's just one of the reasons it stays on there is just because uh, she and I both just enjoy dipping into that from time to time. I, I brought it up earlier, but uh, Luminous Electronic Symphony. Again, this is on my Vita. Now, full disclosure here. I haven't beaten this particular version on my PS4 or on my Vita, but I love Luminous. I used to play the mess out of it on my PSP, and I just think it's a really... I like puzzle games. Uh, I've talked, I think, from time to time about how I really do enjoy Tetris, and Luminous is sort of a different type of puzzle game. It's got sort of a, a very different vibe but it's just a very chill experience with really cool music and, and just a really fun sort of gameplay loop mechanic. Honestly, if you own a Vita and you even are mildly interested in puzzle games, I think you won't be disappointed with Luminous. Or yeah, some people call it Lumens, but I like to be fancy. So we're going to say Luminous. Next, I have Muramasa Rebirth. Okay, so Muramasa was a Vanillaware game originally published on the Wii. And if you're not familiar with Vanillaware, they do this really gorgeous sort of hand-drawn-ish sprite work. That It's just, they're very beautiful games. I think in a lot of ways, they sort of remind me of like Flash games, but with really high quality visuals. And um, Muramasa Rebirth is basically a port of the Wii game to the Vita. And I think there's some additional content. And... To be fair, I think the game's really good. I think the game's really fun, but there's nothing too special about the game other than the fact that it's just pretty and it's kind of fun as far as gameplay goes and stuff. It's just, it's good. Uh, The one thing I would say that Muramasa Rebirth has or Muramasa as a general rule has over, you know, in it going in its favor is it has a weapon degradation system that I actually really like. So that's definitely a leg up on Breath of the Wild, which... Not going to go there. Okay. So let's see. Odin Sphere Life Riser. If you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, you may have heard me talk about this game. I recently sort of played it and beat it within the last year or two. And this is actually a remake with some quality of life improvements of a PS2 game, again, by Vanillaware. So it's got this really distinct, really pretty visual style. And it's very sort of similar in the sense that to Muramasa, where it's sort of a, a side-scrolling, action-y, platformer sort of game with some interesting RPG loops. I don't know if I even said that about a Muramasa, but that's sort of a... Th- these both are sort of side-scrollers with some really just gorgeous artwork and some interesting RPG-ish type mechanics. And one of the things I really liked about this game, so I actually played this on PS4 and Vita, and what I would do is there's actually an option. This is one of the ones that offered like a cross-save option. So I could upload my file from my Vita game to the cloud and then download that onto my PS4, pick up from where I was left off, and then when I was done, put it back in the cloud and pull it down onto my Vita again. I, I really love that functionality. I really enjoyed that. And frankly, I think the game's pretty. I think the game's fun. And when I did talk about this on the podcast, I mentioned the fact that like for a rolling credit scene, 
Uh, this, the rolling credits, the way the credits roll is very just, it's, it's pretty standard fare, but it's absolutely gorgeous. It's just really pretty. One of the things that Vanillaware does is just makes really striking games as far as aesthetics go. So let's see here. I've got Severed on here. Now, Severed is, I think they're called Drinkbox. It might be Juicebox, but it's the same studio that made Guacamelee and Guacamelee 2. They've done some other stuff as well. But Severed is really interesting in the fact that it's, I think it's available on Switch and mobile now as well. But initially, it was sort of one of those games that was stranded on the Vita. And it's a first-person dungeon crawler with some Metroidvania-ish elements as far as like gatekeeping. As far as I'm concerned, one of the hallmarks of the Metroidvania really is uh, one of the defining sort of points of the Metroidvania rather is that as you sort of progress and get new upgrades and abilities that actually unlocks new areas because now you have sort of a key. Um, there's, there's a lot of gatekeeping in as far as like abilities and, and stuff goes. And so one of the big hooks or like sort of like almost gimmicky sort of elements of severed though was that all your combat and with the enemies was handled by sort of making motions on the touchscreen. So you'd make a slash or whatever. And there was sort of a rhythm to this. And those, those fights could be really, really intense in a lot of ways, but I never felt like the game was too, too hard. I mean, I didn't die a, a ton of times. I, I think I died a handful of times in play, you know, just as far as my memory permits. And it's, it's just a really interesting proof of concept sort of game. And uh, I really liked it. Like I said, it's one of those games that I think that if you have a Vita and you haven't played this game, it's kind of like the question again is like, what are you waiting for? Fez. Now, Fez is, again, it's one of those things like I know that you can play this on 360. I don't know if it's available on PS3 or not. It might be. But it's it was a PC sort of indie darling the game itself does some interesting things with perspective and rotating the levels. And uh, I mean, it's, it's an older game at this point in time, but it is absolutely, it's just got a really cute sort of pixel art style. It's got some really good puzzles. It's got, it's, it's sort of a puzzle platformer of sorts and it's just really clever. And I do tend to sort of be a sucker for clever game design. So Fez, I went. I I actually need to come through and beat this at some point in time. But it's just a game that I really I, I have enjoyed, and it's just uh, you know much to my sort of chagrin, I just haven't made the time to sit down and play it. Downwell is is on there, so Downwell is it's another interesting one, and I I would just say I think primarily the thing that's most interesting about Downwell it's a sort of it's one of those games that's a little hard to describe, but the whole premise is you, your character basically jumps down a well and you have gum boots. And as you go down, you can sort of shoot things as they're sort of showing up below you. And then you can, you know, sometimes bounce on their heads to kill them. And it's really just about getting down to the bottom of the well. Again, this is another game that I haven't beaten, but it is really fun. It's really clever. It does some interesting things just as far as like weapons. It has almost sort of a, Contra-ish sort of weapon mechanic where you can get different upgrades, you know, for your boots. As far as like, you just find like, you'll find like a shotgun mod or a laser beam mod or whatever. And it's, it's, it's a game that, again, like I said, I haven't beaten, but one of the things I did like about this is that you can actually, so if you think about how you would hold it, if you can visualize a Vita and how you would normally hold it, you can actually play it in a mode where you turn it up on its end and it opens up the whole screen in that, that sort of horizontal sort of position. 
it's really clever game design. I really enjoy it. I think it's one of those games that's just really worth playing. Haven't been it, but I think it's a ton of fun and it's it, it belongs on any any Vita. You know, just my opinion again. Titan Souls. So Titan Souls, again, that was something that I mentioned that is actually on my Vita. This one, I have to throw out a bit of a caveat. I have not gotten very far in this game because this is basically a boss rush mode game. And the catch is that you have an arrow that you can sort of throw at the boss and you can hit their weak spot. And it's almost like a top-down sort of Zelda-ish game. Again, it's sort of pixel art, indie sort of level stuff. It's really challenging gameplay and I've beaten a couple of the bosses, but it's like one of those things I really like, but it's also kind of hardcore. And so I just haven't really put in the time necessary to finish that game, but I keep it on my Vita because I, I like to dip into it every once in a while and, you know, get my butt kicked. Uh, I'm just a glutton for punishment, I guess. Uh, let's see here. I have Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lines, and I mentioned that earlier. This is actually a PSP game that's a remake of a P- PlayStation 1 game. It's, it's Final Fantasy Tactics, people. It might be singularly the greatest grid-based tactical RPG of all time. I know there were, there's like the Final Fantasy Tactics advanced games. I think the depth really lies in the fact that you can micromanage and sort of build these outrageously overpowered characters by combining different class passives and stuff. It's just a ton of fun. It sort of appeals to me in just a, a weird sort of neurotic micromanagey kind of way, similar to, but far more uh, intense to sort of the way that I, one of the reasons I enjoy Diablo is because it has a very similar, Diablo 3 rather, so it has a very sort of similar thing where it is all about sort of combining abilities and passives and stuff. Um, yeah, so Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lines, it's phenomenal. And frankly, I think it's one of the best ways to, it's only one of the only ways to play. You can get it on your phone at this point, but if you have a Vita, that is the superior experience. And I totally recommend that. I have Twin Breaker. Again, that's on there. It's actually uh, a CLS game, a Collins Last Stand game. It's actually the first game published by our CLS, Colin Moriarty and, and that crew. It's just fun. It's just a brick breaker. It's, it's not anything like, it looks fine. It's not anything like the, the graphics aren't going to blow your socks off. The music is kind of fun. Uh, the trophy list is kind of fun. And again, full disclosure, haven't beaten this one yet, but uh, I, I enjoy it. And I think it's it's just like 10 bucks, I think, for... I could be wrong. Don't quote me on the price. But I think it's like 10 bucks for this game. And it's a, it's a cross-buy situation. It's like, come on. This is almost a bit of a no-brainer. Uh, I mean, unless you really hate Brick Breakers, then don't buy the game. Don't waste your time. SteamWorld Dig. I have not played SteamWorld Dig 2. Parker and I were actually talking about how much he enjoyed SteamWorld Dig 2 within the last year. But SteamWorld Dig is, it's got Metroidvania-ish elements, but it has also sort of a, almost a dig dug sort of mechanic where you're just sort of digging your way down, further down into this mine sort of thing. I'm not really even sure what to call it, but I played that game, love the mess out of it. It's it's a short little burn. It's a good time. I've actually been thinking about maybe sort of going back through it at some point in time here in the re- nearest future, especially since the trophy lists are isolated. So there's that. Lastly, but by far not the least, uh, the thing that I want to mention that I really have enjoyed playing is Bastion. 
Now, Bastion is available on a number of console experiences, you know, including the Switch, the PS... I don't know if it's on the PS3. I, I think it was on the 360. I know it's on the PS4. And I pretty much bought it on every of it. I think it's even available on your phone. I love Bastion. I love super giant games. Again, talking to Parker a little about this, Bastion and Transistor and even Pyre to a certain extent all have sort of a vibe. It's sort of this mysterious world where there's just a lot of questions that remain unanswered. But I think just as far as like an experience goes, Bastion is just a ton, a ton of fun. It's a sort of top-down, isometric-ish Zelda-inspired game with just some really fun mechanics some fun weapon combinations, just clever gameplay and outstanding music. I think like the one thing that Supergiant does better than anything is, uh, I can't remember his name right now, but the guy who like handles their music and sound design is a genius. And those, those soundtracks are just top notch. So here's just real quick too, um, before I go. So that, that's a bunch of stuff that I have played and fully recommend um, again, that's not a definitive list by any means, but it's stuff that I think you really ought to play if you own a Vita and you haven't gone around to these titles yet. Here's some other stuff, though, that really does show up a lot. And I own some of these, not all of these, and maybe someday I'll actually get around to playing them. But one of the things just I thought would be a, a real interesting note is that when the Vita was first released and marketed, it was released as basically a console level experience similar to this in a lot of ways the switch takes a lot of cues from the vita i think at one point in time even logan from trg did describe the switch as the greater vita but these are games that pretty much on on some of the lists going around that people really recommend and these are uh, some of these are the the far more premium experiences like the triple a sort of vita titles that i thought you know, if, if you're into this stuff, this might definitely be worth a look at. So let's, let's take a, just, I'm going to just sort of roll through this real quick here and then I'll let you get back to whatever you're doing. So these games come highly recommended by other people, but I don't have any experience in them. Let's, let's get into this. Uncharted Golden Abyss. It's Uncharted Golden Abyss. I've been told is fantastic. Again, haven't played it. I'll get around to it someday. Maybe. Killzone Mercenary, Colin Moriarty swears that this is just like the best Vita shooter he's ever played. You know, he's a long standing proponent of the Vita. So maybe he has an idea of what he's talking about. Eh, maybe not. Maybe you don't like his taste. Then uh, avoid it, I guess. Let's see. Tearaway. I don't really know much about that. I know that's a, I think that's a little big planet, guys, and it's just sort of a different direction. I know that the Vita is supposed to, like, the Vita version is supposed to be a ton of fun. I also know there's, like, I think a PS4 version. Haven't really played either one of them, but it does have a really charming visual aesthetic, that sort of construction paper thing. So maybe one of these days I'll get around to that, too. Freedom Wars. I know really nothing about this, uh, but... It, it comes up on the list and I've heard enough mentioned about it that I'm like, well, it should probably sort of be a recommendation. Now, this is a bit of an outlier. It's not as triple A, but Hotline Miami. I've played a little bit of this, but not enough to really say any like Josh recently played through these. But I've heard that Hotline Miami on the Vita is like the premier experience. Like this is the one that uh, you should go for. And then uh, lastly, I'm going to mention Gravity Rush. And I have played a little bit of Gravity Rush, 
not necessarily on my Vita. I have played some of the, P, uh, the, the console ports and it's interesting. I think there is a part of me that I just want to play it on my Vita because I've heard that, again, that is sort of like the way you should play it. Like I said, haven't quite gotten to that point. So that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about. Just, you know, these are some of the, the games that I think like if you have a Vita and you're sort of maybe looking to flesh out your library and you haven't played some of this stuff. Well, I just gave you a giant pile of games to maybe look at and consider. As always, I just encourage you to be wise with the way that you spend your money and wise in, in considering whether or not you actually have the time to dedicate to this. But without sort of belaboring the point, that's about all I have, guys. Shout out to Reed Butterfield for the editing job that he's done on this episode. Thanks, Reed. And if you're interested in you know, contacting Reed to make you hopefully sound way smarter than I do right now. We'll put his, his contact info in the show notes. I hope this bite size finds you well in these times. I hope that you and yours are happy. I hope that you're healthy and I'll catch you next time. 